everybody. Welcome to Bamcast Extra. It is episode 164. Yeah, numbers keep going up. Nintendo. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, I only got 164 for yeah. Christmas. I am sad. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, uh, yeah, we uh, we found time to do another one of yeah, these. Yeah, forget about N64s. We're talking about Xbox Live because it's gold, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. That's, that's not, amazing. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, we watched 1974's Gold. Yeah, that's a movie I'd never heard of. Sure. (laughs) I'd never heard of this movie before, and you're like, we're going to watch a movie called Gold, and I was like, sure. That sounds like like gold. It's like, we got it, so let's watch it. Mm -hmm. That's how we do things when there's no poll. It's just like, (laughs) hey, what's that? I was like, aw, it's gold. That's AU Uh for chemistry nerds. Mm. Aw. I get get it. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a Roger Moore movie from early Bond era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had done one Bond film before this. Okay, living like so. Die. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, this is 1974. Uh, yeah, Roger Moore is the star of this film. Uh, it's about gold. Uh, well, it's about the acquisition of gold. It's about the mining of gold. Yeah. It's uh, a minor detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, he works in a very some capacity at a South African mine, and uh, yep. Uh, he's so the, let's he's, read it. he's the underground manager. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah. Okay. Because um, so the movie starts with a, a cave in, like there's a disaster, mm-hmm. and there's there's a bit of action to uh, to rescue some some people who, who have been trapped by the cave in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we quickly learn that there are some terrible people who work here, and some really good people who work here. And Roger Moore is surprisingly one of the good people, even though in his private life he's <laughs> kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but but anyway, so yeah, it involves it, uh, the 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 head of the mine was down there, or you know, like the. What do they call him? The general manager? Is that what General it was? manager. Yeah. General yeah. manager of the mine was down there and he got his leg pinned. Mm-hmm. And so they had to bring out Bonesaw and mm-hmm. uh, take his leg off to get him out of there, but it didn't it didn't help. He still died. No. Yeah, he, he died the second they got <laughs> yeah. him out. It's like, man, why'd yeah. you subject him to that? <laughs> yeah. So uh so he's dead and mm-hmm. all yeah. the owner type people are like, Well, oh, it's very unfortunate. How many people died? Oh well, let's have a ceremony for them and stuff. Here's the weirdest goddamn thing about this movie. In the first 15 minutes, they present the plot, mm-hmm. which is basically the shareholders of this gold corporation are like, you know what? We're going to flood that mine and be filthy fucking rich. Well, yes, the, it, it's it's basically <laughs> like this Illuminati meeting. And yeah. one of the members is the so. All right. So there's an owner of the mind who's just mm-hmm. he's named like H.H. or some yes. some shit. Yeah. And then there's like his son-in-law like actually runs the company basically because mm-hmm. he's, yeah. you know, the other guy's like, I'm rich, I'm old and I don't have to do day-to-day shit. I'm just going to yeah. be, you know, play, he's the owner. I'm going to play lawn bowling and dumb shit like that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this other guy is like on this, you know, secret tribunal to be like, hmm, we're going to affect the gold prices by tanking this one company and flooding their entire mine. Yeah. And so like, we'll sell all our shares of that and buy gold. And when the scarcity of gold goes up, you know, step three profit. So it's it's the plot of Goldfinger and also the plot of A View to a Kill. It's very strange. Yeah, but uh, uh, so Sir John Gielgud is the head of this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, secret tribunal thing, whatever the hell they are. This Illuminati yeah. bullshit. 
It's, um, there's a chic and a German and and mm-hmm. a Gil Good. Yep. <laughs> it's the Gil Good movie of the year. <laughs> well, for us, yeah, yeah. technically. Um, uh, but yes, and so he's just like, well, you know, I'll appoint uh, not, you know, daddy, you know, stepdaddy's uh, guy who's, you know, going to play by the rules. I'm going to find somebody else. And that someone else is Roger Moore. Roger Moore. He's like, I think I can coerce Roger Moore or at least distract him so that we can complete our nefarious plot. Yeah, because basically Roger Moore is a piece of shit. Uh-huh. Uh, and so like, therefore he, he's going to be easily manipulated to do what they need him to do. Yeah, because right away he's like comes over to um whatever dickhead's house and is like, <laughs> hey, your wife, I want her. He does. He yeah. immediately is like, my name is Bond. <laughs> yeah. <But> yeah. <laughs> You're going to sleep with me later. But yeah, Susanna York is this guy's wife. And, and mm-hmm. at first it's just kind of like, oh, hey, Roger Moore, that's great. Anyway. Bye. Yeah, she's not very interested. Yeah. But then he's just like, I don't think you know who I am. The name's mm-hmm. Bond. <laughs> yeah. Covalent I, Bond. I that, drive that's a what, Ford that's what Mustang. Makes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So and there's some there's some weird like. So so her husband is Bradford Dillman, who is the star of Piranha. He's been in a few of these things that we've watched. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like right away, someone is just basically like, so you think your wife may be of some help here? And he's like, yeah, I think she will be. Yeah, he's got this like creepy helper dude who I think is supposed to be his like geologist or his surveyor or whatever. But it's also like he's a minion for this evil Illuminati cabal or he's whatever. A secret murder henchman. Yeah. And so, also tech guy. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Because it's just like, he's like, maybe your wife could help, con- you know, convince him. <laughs> and yeah. then so he just like, is like, all right, well, I'm going out of town. Hey, um, you know, this is at, like after the ceremony honoring the people who were good in the mine and, and the people that died and stuff like that. So the 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 one like head miner character uh, is king. king yeah he gets a, like a golden helmet because he helps yeah. save lives <laughs> they do they give him a goddamn gold helmet yep and so like after that it's like hey there's a show tonight and um you know dickhead's like well anyway i gotta go why don't you take her out and show her a good time and he's like mm. take her out you know <laughs> yeah yeah so he takes her out um, and they kind of yeah, weird they kind of immediately <laughs> fall in love more or less i mean she comes back to this place and is like oh you've had ladies here before because the night before it's just like he goes to some random bar and it's like, hey, here's ladies. And anyway, I fucked one of them and I live kind of like a slob in this giant penthouse. <laughs> he leaves like the remnants of mm-hmm. this lady all over his place. And so when he brings Susanna York home, she's she looks around and then just gets this sensation of I don't want to be here. Roger Moore's gross. I'm leaving. Yeah. And so she does. But then the next day, Bradford Dillman flies out to New York mm-hmm. And she immediately picks up the phone. And she's like, he's gone. I'm coming over. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What? And what? that's what's weird is like, this is pretty much the entire second act is him be- basically being a piece of shit. Like, hey, I have money and stuff now. So like, let's go live it up. And meanwhile, like there's two other foreman dudes. Like one of them is completely in the pocket of this Illuminati thing. And the other one is like an honest dude. And so yeah, he's one's just, like, good. One's just a piece of shit. Yeah, and, and the piece of shit one can't help but keep being racist and like trying to pick fights with the workers because uh-huh. that's the other thing that's like gross going on here is it's like, this is deep in apartheid time. So it's like, you've got all this like, you know, gross shit of like, ugh, like, you know, just, yeah. I mean, they just, they constantly are showing you like here's how the white people of south africa live and here's how everyone else lives and it's just like mm-hmm. yeah okay it's all equestrian clubs and bullshit and lawn bowling and champagne and stuff and it's just like and everyone else is just like it, it's 
it's weird because it's like they constantly every time they're showing like you know the actual true africans that are there that are working it's like they're all singing and stuff and it's like this is not helping because as an american audience i'm like yeah this supposedly joyous singing while they're doing hard labor does not exactly inspire like oh they're fine they're having a good time and getting paid <laughs> yeah th- this makes it look like oh they like they want to live like this look right. how happy they are it's like yeah, no no <laughs> they, not at all. they do not yeah but so like but, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's this movie's not about that it's, it's a not weird second act because it just it just goes and goes and it's just like well you know Roger Moore is becoming increasingly more a piece of shit and they're falling in love and then you know dickhead will come home for a little while and she's like well I got to go back to him and anyway so he gets the job you know he like he does uh-huh. finally at, because Susanna York's like yeah I think you probably should hire him or something and so so her grandfather's like fine you know we'll give him a chance yeah and so they're just enacting this plan of like okay well things are in motion like right well, around Christmas they gonna- come up with two surveys mm-hmm. One shows that if they drill through this certain area, it's all the gold in the world. Mm-hmm. The other, which is the right one, says that if you drill through this area, you're going to hit a dike and it's going to flood the entire mine. Right. And they show the fake one to Roger Moore and he goes, this is bullshit. Well, this is crap. No well, way. Well, they keep saying it's it's an underground dike, which is different than like a dam style dike. Right. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's it's D-I-K-E, which is like a... a a rock surface to uh-huh. another cavern basically yeah. and so like yeah but like they know that's there it's just they're like well if you come in high enough yeah there's gonna be a little bit of water but it's mostly gold under there and so that's and what he, they that's what they give he, roger moore and he's like cool yeah day night shifts let's go and i then, guess like, but he does come up with a backup plan he's like i don't necessarily know if i trust this so we're gonna build like this explosive safety device mm-hmm. to where if we do crack into the uh, underwater flood yeah. we'll blow it up and everything will be fine yeah, they're great basically creating a firewall so it's like yeah. okay well you know yeah. A couple guys in there, and if, if there's any sign of water, we blow this and save the mine and everybody in it. Mm-hmm. So he's got that in place. And then, of course, they're like, hmm, well, we've got to, like, when we actually get down to it, we've got to distract him so that our evil guy can go in there and disconnect the wires. And then it's just like, well, right back to the, you know, traveling it, around, living like a rich person in fucking Susanna York sec- uh, section of this movie. Yeah, it goes right back to that. And I made a note and I said, holy God, we get it. You two are banging. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. Like, you don't need to keep establishing this. No, like, this it, is not why we're here. It's so weird because it's also of that era of movie where it's just like, all right, you know, like you might see a bit of a nipple in this shot, but then it's like, it's going to go right back to like the TV of like, I mean, there's this one comedic thing where they, they, they basically go to this fucking hunting lodge that is, mm-hmm. that her grandfather owns out in the middle of nowhere in the Serengeti. And it's mm-hmm. just like, there's this shot because they've basically got this like fire pit fuck table thing where it's, just, it's this like sunken living room thing and they're just like sipping champagne and there's this shot where they both just do the comedic like whoop down and then like reach up and just put their champagne glasses back and it's just like that was a weird and then of course there's a fire behind it so it's literally like the cut over to fireplace it's just like yeah this is weird because you're right in that era of like yeah maybe you can show breasts and other suggestive <laughs> things, but also we're doing this weird TV edit fucking thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's it's just bizarre. But that is like the entire long, long second act of this movie with minor bits of uh, uh, like, you know, just uh, <laughs> the, the nefarious plot going on. Yeah. Uh, the, the best part of this is that. OK, so there was something something that happens in the stock market to make them go, well, we can't do this on schedule. We're just going to have to go when we decide to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of you have to shut the hell up. No one act on your newfound fortune until we do this thing. And everyone's like, yeah, I agree. And then of course, one guy, the German does, he just 
jumps the gun basically mm-hmm. and decides that he's just like, hey, gold. Yeah, he dumps all know. his stock in the whatever the company that they all work for. <laughs> yeah. So it's Christmas Day. Gold is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this might be my favorite thing in the movie because he's celebrating Christmas Day with his family and a package is delivered and they're all like, oh, yay, a Christmas package. And one him and one of his kids start to open it. And man, the whole room just explodes. Yep. That that whole family died because uh-huh. John Gilgood got wind of this and was just like, send that man his Christmas bonus or whatever. Yeah, send it early. <laughs> yeah. And they, they blew that man the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Sure did. So that was fun. Yeah. But then it's just like, all right. I guess a little bit ahead of schedule, they like they reach the dike and he calls, you know, Sir Dickhead or whatever. Yeah, that guy, I don't remember his name, Manfred or something like that. It's like he's got a dumb name. Yeah. Um, Mantooth. Yeah. <laughs> don't you don't say an unkind word about Dorothy Mantooth. Um, but like he just calls him and he's like, oh, great. Good. You got there early. Well, don't do anything. You know, like it's got to happen on a certain day for optics. You know, we've got to have this, you know, secret discovery thing. Yeah. Um, And so. Like, he's just like, all right, cool. Well, I guess, uh, you know, you're going out of town for Christmas and I'm going to fuck your wife. And um, so it's uh-huh. just yet another like this is this is actually when they go to the hunting lodge because it's like, yeah. oh, you know, we've got a week and a half where Dickhead's going to be away. We'll just go to the hunting lodge and, you know, bone. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they fly away and it's like four hours away from the mine. Mm-hmm. Um which, of and, course, is just like, you know, the evil guy like goes down and like snips the safety wire. And it's like, well, you know, we're going to beat this other guy to the thing. So let's drill the last little bit and blow it. And before they can even like set off the dynamite, of course, like the water bursts through and starts flooding the mine. Because like this is this is the beginning of the third act. It's like the, the disaster right. is about to happen because I'm not well, I can't understate like how long the second this is like a two hour movie. And it's about an hour and 15 minutes is the second act of just them going around and fucking in various locations <laughs> yeah so what happened was so the the evil foreman went to cut the line and mm-hmm. king was like what the hell's going on over there right and he sees him do it and then they have a mind fight mm-hmm. uh which is incredibly violent now roger moore has also fought this dude earlier yes in a close quarters mind fight <laughs> and i like that uh, like nobody else gave a shit like they were all like, going about their work while they were having this dra- knockdown drag out fight well roger moore specifically said that this guy is fighting these guys because they're not allowed to fight back right so I, no one is allowed to touch any of these white people which is just extra gross but right. anyway roger moore hit that dude in the dick with a with a giant slab of concrete or mm-hmm. rock or whatever it is they're mining so that was fun sure. and then King murders this man to death. Yes. It, and and it's like right after that, that the, the flood happens. Right. And yeah, he, yeah, he basically the, was like sent to go get more dynamite, caught this guy right. doing it. So he's like, he's away for, from like where they actually cut through and it suddenly begins the flood. Cause like he has this little buddy named Jimmy, you know, who was like, mm-hmm. who was the, you know, the victim in asshole, you know, this other assholes like picking on him first. And that's where King stepped in and Roger Moore eventually beat this guy's ass and said, do it again and I'll fucking murder you. Um, but didn't fire him or anything like that. Like, no, of course it's, not. It's, it's weird. But um, so like Jimmy's like right there and he's the one drilling, of course. So he basically gets his face melted off by water because mm-hmm. like it's just like he gets his face pressure washed. Um, mm-hmm, and, yeah. And, yeah. And the, like the good foreman guy was down there, too. So I'm pretty sure he died because like, you know, this whole thing just floods up and. And of course, yep. it's immediately like, you know, alarms go off a la the beginning of the movie. And it's like it's it just feels like a redo, except now they're like, where the fuck is Roger Moore? 
And they're mm-hmm. like, and I've never heard of them doing this, but like they are cutting into civilian radio, like asking for him. Yes, it's, but, pre- it's pretty sweet because yeah. his name is like <laughs> Rod Steele or something. It's Rod Slater. <laughs> yeah, Rod Slater, <laughs> which, which is, is just like, yeah, two mining terms. That's wonderful. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, what else were you born to do, Rod Slater? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like every so often they're just like, it, 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 that song is finished. And now Rod Slater, if you're listening, please call the mine. Not it's even exploding. The they're in the middle. They're like, it's the all, you know, it's the all like sexy sex fucking time channel. <laughs> and they're just like in the middle of like this slow jam. And it's just like, hey, Rod Slater, if you're the manager of this mine, get the fuck there now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and back Roger to the fucking Moore, song. Roger Moore manages to miss it like eight times in a row because it's just they're splashing around or oh, yeah. doing whatever uh, until finally they're like making eggs or something. And just she's like being sexy towards him. And, and he's just like, shut up because <laughs> he heard his name on the radio. Yeah. And, and then throws uh, an he's egg like, God really. damn it, and smacks the eggs, and then they run out of there and get in the plane. Mm-hmm. And he is just like, you did this. You, you were hired to keep me away from there, weren't you? And she's like, how dare you if I wasn't flying this plane right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will crash and kill us both. <laughs> yeah. Don't even tip me. Yeah. So uh, she was going to go back to the airport, and then it was going to take like another two hours to get to the mine. He's like, no, fly to the mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fly me to the mine. <laughs> and like HH has shown up, and he's... He's kind of like, well, yeah, everyone's going to die and that sucks, but I don't want to lose the mine also. So maybe we should cap it. It was a minor, uh, it was a minor inconvenience for him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have called yeah. this movie. <laughs> no, no matter how big your cave it is, it's always a minor accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you that motivational poster is somewhere. <laughs> In mines, there are no minor accidents. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, they get there after flying around for fucking ever. Uh, mm-hmm. And also Bradford Dillman and his lackey henchmen have shown. They, they've told the lackey henchmen that you have to kill Bradford Dillman if this goes wrong. Mm-hmm. So they have like pulled up to the top of a quarry somewhere and are just like, we've got the best spot and we're going to watch everyone die. This is, Bradford Dillman has such a boner for this. It is amazing. Um, the weirdest thing about the scene, though, is so like he's standing out in front of the of the uh, Rolls Royce, just like uh-huh. watching everything. And murder henchman geologist guy is sitting in the car. And every time the radio goes to like a commercial, you will hear like half of these maybe real, maybe not commercials of the time. And right before they get like, it's better than and he'll go and like change yeah. it to another channel back to the news. And it's like it is the weirdest like tone thing because he's just like. <laughs> No, he must have constant updates of the mine disaster. So I must turn the channel. That's my job now. It's anyone watching any kind of breaking news. It's like, oh, they're at commercial. Turn it to channel seven. Let's see what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was so, also frustrating because I wanted to hear the end of those commercials. I did, I did too. There was <laughs> they one were like little mini mysteries of like what <laughs> nine year old Jimmy was doing or something. Yeah, there was one is they specifically cut away from it. I was like, but what? Wait, what? What was yeah. the last word? You almost <laughs> said it. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, that that happens for a while, and yeah, so they dramatically land at the mine on a road after having to make a big deal about clearing it, uh, and then he's just like, "I I'm going down there. I'm going to rescue everybody." And King is like, "Yes, this uh, this Kowalski asshole cut the line," and he's like, well, Do "You he, know where?" Yeah, he called ahead and told them, "Hey, use the yeah. use the backup." Yeah, and, you know, like circuit four. It's a yellow line. Yeah, flip that on, and it's going to save the yeah. mine and the people. And when he gets there, King is like, uh, "No, he cut it." He's yeah. like, well, all right, I'm yeah, going down. Yeah, We're going like, to fix it. He's like, you know where it is, right? And he's like, yes. And he's like, will you come with me? Okay. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so they get a like a rubber raft, and then it's just like this dramatic like we're backwards whitewater rafting, <laughs> like we're trying to mm-hmm. go upstream through mm-hmm. this mine shaft. Um, yeah, they're just they're just pulling themselves along with pipes and and wires. Well, they, and they start they off can... with like the tiny little oars that like a, a little rubber dinghy like this would have, but then it's just mm-hmm. like what the fuck good is that going to do? Because then they just yeah. start pulling themselves along with the like piping and everything. But yeah. <laughs> It's dramatic because like Roger Moore falls out of the boat at one point in time, and then it's like, oh, let's get here and oh, water and oh, we're exerting ourselves. And anyway, they finally get like this asshole like cut the line like right that like right at the doorway, like the most inconvenient point too, because yeah, it's like right, right on the other side of this giant heavy door, right, which, which is, is also the the water is making it even heavier, right, because it's like it's meant to close to the point inward you know or outward so that it's like the water is just pushing it closed so yeah they have to do this dramatic thing where like king is pushing the door open with his feet and hanging out mm-hmm. and stuff while roger moore is reaching through and like splicing the lines and putting these alligator clips on and everything yeah and anyway like uh his dead friend jimmy floats up at one point in time which causes him to like oh my god jimmy and then like crush roger moore's arms and then so like he's got it all hooked up but he's just like you've got to hit the thing kill us both and king's mm-hmm. like well he's like, light it up well he's like <laughs> I can, or also I could cut the dinghy free and you'll live. But I, you know, because mm-hmm. I, because he also get he gets pinned because like part of the mine fell down. But so like he's yes. got the plunger, but he's also kind of pinned. So he cuts Roger Moore's raft free and you know lets him drift away <laughs> in the in the current, uh-huh. and uh, and then yeah blows the mine and himself up and saves everyone basically. Uh, well, well most, except for the yeah, thousand except, people who died. Well, no, the, the I, I think I think they were saying like you know maybe a dozen or so were like actually inside of there. The other thousand were like trapped down there if the water kept rising. Like they, mm-hmm. you know, so this I think saved the let's say okay. nine hundred and fifty people or, okay. or or more. All right. Well, still, so this, still people died, but it's just like sure. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't reverse the floodwaters or no. anything. It just stops it. No, but uh, yeah. It's, to it's, which everyone immediately is just like, yay. And then immediately the minion guy is like, kill Bradford Dillman. <laughs> yeah, it's it's real bizarre because like. <laughs> He's he just, just sitting in the car and just <laughs> puts it in gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, this I, is. This I don't is, know if he actually kills him or not. There's a, there's a good dummy shot going flying over the car, which. Pretty yeah. sure he's dead. You have to assume he's dead or at least really fucked up. But then the minion screws up and like ends mm-hmm. up going down the quarry hill and exploding the car. Yes. With a couple of good shots of a man inside this car going, oh, no, the car is exploding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Roger-, Roger Morris survives and comes out with broken arms. And uh, Susanna York jumps in the ambulance and he's like, if I could move my arms, I would I would hug you to death. He's, yeah, he says something like, I would smother you to death or something. And she's like, oh, you. And that's yeah. a happy ending. <laughs> uh-huh. And then the not Tom Jones gold theme comes on. Holy shit. I, at first, I was like, did they get Tom Jones for this? What the hell? It's like, it's close, but not. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it is very. It's, um, it's like John Tomes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just it's just a little bit off that it's not Tom Jones. It's just like it's yeah. like gold and fuck you gold. <laughs> it's a very the the movie tells you right away that gold sucks mm-hmm. uh, thanks to the theme song. And I like that. So I don't know what order they did this in. I don't know if they put words to the orchestration mm-hmm. or if they orchestrated based on the song. But the movie does a very Bond like theme of half the score is just a variation of that song. Which is kind of cool. I, I it was weird watching this because I was like, you know what? You could edit together like a two and a half minute fake trailer and make this seem like a lost Bond movie. Mm-hmm. 
You really could, because there's a lot of bondish elements to this, except that he fucking drives a Ford Mustang and, you know, smokes cigarettes, <laughs> which there's a weird like anti-smoking. Well, just the anti, one guy. anti-smoking thing in this movie. It's, it's really just what's his face. Uh, Billford or whatever is just like has the Manfred. That's his name. Manfred uh, Steiner Steiner Steiner. Um, give him the Steiner. Uh, but yeah, there's this weird thing where it's just like he's got this like OCD clean obsession. That's yeah. really it. That's like the only anti-smoking thing is it's just like everyone that comes around him is just like especially uh, HH is just like uh-huh. the fuck's wrong with you. Like. He washes his hands at one point, and HH just just dresses him down for it. Like, you're going to catch a disease. You're not going to build up immunities to that. It's like every fucker on the internet right now. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird that that doesn't pay off in any way. It's not like he's murdered by mud or something. (laughs) He's murdered by car, which doesn't have anything to do with anything. Yes. Well, it's it's a good thing that murder henchman got his quarry. (laughs) I'm here with the puns. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's it's a weird ass movie. It is. Uh I will note during the closing credits, and again, I'm not trying to link these movies, but the editor and the second unit director was John Glenn. Hmm. <laughs> so uh yeah, it kind of has a kind of a there are some elements to it that feel kind of bondish. Mm-hmm. Not bondage. There's none right. of that. No. Uh not that we just, see anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's, here's how I feel about this film. Mm-hmm. There's a large chunk of this movie that I wish was not in the movie. The, the, the wooing romance. Pro- it's just like, I get it. Okay. You guys are together now. I, I, okay. Like, I don't know where this is going or why we need to continue to see it. I don't care. Like you're going on dates and having fun times. This has nothing to do with anything. So there's a large chunk of this movie that I just don't care for, but the the mining stuff, especially the the entire sequence at the end, was making me itchy because of just like the the logistics of it all was insane. Mm-hmm. Like it, this, it doesn't feel like safe. Like I was, like I know Roger Moore lived. Sure. <laughs> well, but I will go the, even it further. It would have been one of those things at the time where you're just like, "Good God, what on earth?" <laughs> I, to, further to that point, I was actually, I was not even 10 minutes in. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch this movie because yeah. like the second he showed up and started going in like that angled, like elevator shaft down with all those people oh, yeah. on that weird card. I was like, my claustrophobia is kicking in something fierce. I don't know that I'm going to be able to watch this movie. Right. Cause it was like, I, I was like, if this is the whole thing of like, it's going to be tight shots in a tunnel. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Like I, I was like getting sweaty palms and stuff. And it was like, yeah, yeah, they, they they do a very good job at the beginning establishing that this is not a, a comfortable area to work in. Oh, no. no. And and those elevator shots and those tunnel shots are just like, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, um, like, you know, 95 percent of the movie is like, ah, oh, fuck all that. Let's just go out and, you know, see yeah. the sights of Johannesburg or whatever. <laughs> yes. We'll have we'll have sex in the fuck tub and this <laughs> wherever yeah. the hell we are. <laughs> yeah, because he makes a point of like at one point when she goes to his place, because he's got like way too nice a place for what job position he has. I think it feels like because because when uh, Dickhead meets with him, he's just like, oh, you got like alimony and some paternity payments and a sports car and a place you probably can't afford all, you know, you're stretching yourself a little thin. Right. And that's where he kind of gets them with like, wouldn't you like a raise to do this other job? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what the currency is in South Africa. Uh, well, I know what the currency is. I don't know what the what the exchange rate is, sure. but they were saying like he had a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar a month alimony payment. And I'm like, 
how much does this job pay? I, I don't think it was that much. It was it was like four hundred and fifty. What was it? Ra, uh, fuck, ramens? Not ramen. I mean, it was started with an R, but I don't fuck. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, it wasn't it wasn't thousand. It was like hundred or oh. yeah. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, he just makes this point of like I spend so much time underground. I, I like to get as high up as possible when I'm not working. So that's why I live in this high ass apartment. <laughs> right. It's a pretty sweet apartment. I would sure. live there. Um. But yeah, so aside from the wooing and the romancing stuff, I I, th- I think this is worth a viewing. I, I was mildly interested the entire time. I'm gonna give it a jocks. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I, I liked. I liked the music in it. I liked that song. I liked that they orchestrated it. I kind of liked Roger Moore being like this shadow James Bond piece of shit kind of guy. Because um, I'll admit, I haven't seen much of Roger Moore outside of James Bond movies and the Cannibal Run. So I mean. There, I don't really have a lot of exposure to him as another person. Mm. So it's just always interesting to see him, especially in this era where you're like, yeah, you're James Bond. What the hell is this? Um, I don't know. I, I thought I think it's OK. Would I ever watch it again? No, but I thought it was OK for a viewing. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go swing slightly in the opposite direction and give it a single bag. Okay. I just I just feel like this is one of those movies. It's like, who is this for? I mean, because sure. it's, it's not. It's not like, you know, oh, it's underground mining action for most of the movie. It's just... Oh, no, it is not. It, it's kind of like... The whole time... I, I, this is so weird because, like, I don't know why I never think about this movie or book or anything. But, like, at a certain point in this movie, as it was happening, it was just reminding me of The Firm, sort of. Because it's mm. like, we've got to bring this guy in and, you know, hopefully he won't fuck up our thing. But we're going to kind of put him in a position where he can fuck up our thing. And right. it's just... It's all kind of dumb. And then, like, you know, when it's over, you're like, the fuck was the point of that? Like, that was all, like, bad planning all around. And if you just hadn't gotten this guy, you know, like, if you just, I I don't know. It just seemed like the the accident in the beginning is implied that, like, that was a a fuck up that they were going to try to, like, fuck the mind up early. And they actually Mm -hmm. did it earlier than they meant to. And it didn't become the spectacular uh, catastrophe it was supposed to be. Right, because um, the dude who was down there was not supposed to be down there, and they right. were in an area they weren't supposed to be in. So right, but it yeah. sounded like he was on board and like doing the nefarious things before he got his leg chopped off and murdered. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just it's this weird thing where I was like, I was watching this, I was like, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, there there's plenty of movies that are just like, yeah, okay, this is a movie and somebody made it, but like the fact <laughs> that like this was a movie and this was based on a book, I was like, this was the story someone needed to tell. You know, yeah. like that's the kind of things like you sometimes you, you watch something like somebody really thought this need this this tale needed to be told. And it's like, did it, though? Because like this is just <laughs> kind of <bleh. laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I that's, just, that's I, the kind of thing about the 70s, though. It was just like, hey, someone wrote a book. Let's make a movie about it. Sure. Because this is based on a novel. So it's like, I guess maybe people yeah. were reading it and they were like, hey, all right, let's. Because that's how, that's how it used to be. It was just like, this book is popular. Get it. Yeah, I just feel like this was a book that like was like... Like, even up to the firm. <laughs> sure, yeah. But, I mean, like, there's just something about this where I was like, I, I can't imagine this was a terribly exciting book. I mean, this feels like... Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this would be a really dull-ass book, and so, then somebody read it and was like, I can make this into a movie, and we'll get the guy to just start playing James Bond and stuff. This will be great. And mm-hmm. it's just like, is it, though? It's it's fine. It's It's just such a nothing movie to me really <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean there's a couple like cool like uh match cuts and things like that like where the film make- making feels like every once in a while it's trying to mm-hmm. do something there's mm-hmm. also some confusing ones because 
the the time that they arrive in this hunting lodge it immediately cuts to like a dickhead arriving in this fancy hotel and i was like damn the inside of this hunting lodge is weird i'm like oh that's this guy walking in this isn't this place at all and i was like there, there's some cuts like that where i was like wow i i thought we were about to walk in and see whatever the fuck this weird giant yurt is and now you're, you're taking me off to this fancy hotel and i'm very confused but yeah so there, there's some bad editing but there's also like some things where they try it's just it's kind of just a extra, extraordinarily average movie like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it. there's a reason no one has heard of it. Yeah, I just was like, there's better things you can do with two hours that I'm just like, yeah, give it a bag because like I'm, I can't even recommend you waste your time. There's just okay. not, there's not enough here. I, I think if you are interested in that period of time and want to see a Roger Moore movie you've never seen before, yeah, here's one. Oh, yeah. Well, at some point, he is wearing that like. All right, so you know, <laughs> this isn't this isn't the weird weird uh, weird off thing, but like. Do you remember like pictures of like every time you would see DeForest Kelly not in Star Trek, he is always uh-huh. wearing like that weird like thing that he would wear then in the movies. Like then they were like, all right, you can kind of design your your costumes in the movie because like it's like know. a shirt that's open down to his belly button right. and there's no way to close it. And it's like it's like almost looks like a pajama top. Like yes. there's one scene where like Roger Moore is wearing that. And I was just like, oh, wow, he, he got the DeForest Kelly 70s, you know, speed suit thing going. OK, fine. Yeah, yeah I guess Man. that's something. But. That thing must have been comfortable. I, I would assume so. Yeah, <laughs> just letting it all hang out there. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, yeah, there's there's some weird time capsule stuff that, but like, I just don't think there's enough. Like, even in these like B tier disaster movies we've watched are more exciting than this. Like, I would rather watch like the, the fire or whatever the no. hell. That, I would. No, yes, this is better than City on Fire. Oh uh, no, I would. I like if I'm watching a time period thing, I would rather watch City on Fire because at least that felt like there was some urgency. This was just like. Yeah, get to the thing. Like, I just, I don't care about you guys fucking around in different places and stuff. And like I said, yeah. plus, plus, there's just not that general overall grossness apartheid thing hanging over it. It's just like, True. I'm not comfortable. Like, this is this feels jaunty for too much of this movie for this to be like, yeah, we also like just did this in like one of the worst periods of time in the in this country. Uh, so you know, here's a jaunty little like. Yeah, we're looking for gold and whatever. We're going to yeah. fucking kill some people. Capitalism, hooray! You know, it's just like ugh. <laughs> I, I will say in reading the trivia, they they did at the time catch some flack for that. Like people were like, "Don't glorify that." What are you doing? Yeah. So at least there were some, you know. Yeah, I'm woke, not. I'm not saying people. boycott the movie. I just, I'm just saying like it's it's just a it's weird tonally. Like it's just, it is. Yeah. I just it seems unnecessary in in mm-hmm. so many different ways. So. So uh, anyway, thanks everybody. Uh, you didn't pick this. We did. <laughs> we sure did. It's, it's on us. <laughs> it was. Yeah. And I, I'm going to go uh, ahead and spoil it, next episode. I, I just, I want to put it out there since it's on us. If I figure if I say it, then we have to do it. Step uh-huh. up. I need step up next. Do you? Yeah. I've already rewatched step up two. I'm going to watch three and four in preparation. So okay. I, I just, I want to be step up one. I I've seen a couple times and I, it, it seems mostly unrelated because like, I don't think any of those people are coming back. Maybe no, C Tate will not be back. Well, and also his once wife, I don't think is back for it either. I think it's like uh, is she? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look at the cast. I was just okay. like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I just assumed uh, like there's very little to do with that. That's going to be coming back. So I, just I will say like, C Tate is not back. No, no. He made but one. That's all I will made say. one return cameo and step up to the streets. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I need to watch. I need to rewatch 3D and uh, whatever it is. Uh, for um, life <laughs> yeah step up uh take that i don't know <laughs> yes step up for take that <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
All right. Well, you've willed it into happening. So okay. Hooray. I need some step time, up life in my life. Join us for the two hour epic finale of the step up franchise. <laughs> step up all in. So, yeah, we will be all in next time on Bamcast Extra. Thanks, guys, for being here. Uh, thanks for donating. If you're listening to this on the main feed, I guess we survived because it's going to be three months from now before this hits the main feed. But uh, hmm. congratulations us, I guess. Yeah. Or some of us have died and this is a sad time capsule. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So uh, anyway, <laughs> our last movie was gold, everybody. Yay. <laughs> Bury me with my gold. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, we'll be back next time with the step up movie because Harlow said it out loud. So yay. Uh, until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow, who said it out loud. <laughs> this is Pam Guest Extra Out. Yeah.